you know, and what's interesting about this detox, I can honestly say that I've never, I've never felt as good as I feel and as positive and as healthy ever in my this whole lifetime, today, right now. Uh, What's that uh, about? After four days of like, of like blah, <laughs> blah, <laughs> sweating, I have done. I usually do sauna. I've been doing sauna twice a day too. Mm, that's great. It's great, man. And you know, it's really funny, Doodle. She's lying right here. You know, my girl. She barely ate this whole time. Oh, while you were going through that, she didn't eat. Oh. No. And didn't get too far away from me too. She really. She really knows what's going on with me. And she would look kind of sad sometimes. I'm going to start crying. And I would say, no, I'm okay. I'm not going to die. And I really need to talk. I talk to her like that. I'm okay. I'm, I'm fine. We're going to be good. We're, we're, we're fine. And she would just look at you. <laughs> I know you don't feel good, Dad. Aww. Amazing. Oh, boy. Oh, what else are we going to talk about? So much to talk about. We can talk about uh, patriarchy and feminism oh, if you wish. Oh, yeah, we were going to do that. <laughs> and you, you got you have an appointment 20 minutes, so we got to get that in here in the next 20 minutes. <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, we'll probably do that right before you go, because if I say something you don't like, you won't get mad at me on the air. I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> I got some definite ideas about womanhood that I don't know. Not, I want to hear them because not, I only have a female perspective. So that that's like well, the first thing. I only have my perspective from a female versus a male. So that's why it's so fascinating. But I don't want you to call me a misogynist. No, you won't. Um, Patrick, I've been waffling between listening to the carnivore advocates and the plant-based advocates. Mm. Thus far, I think most communities agree avoiding processed foods and all the additives and herbicides usually found in in them is the first step of eating well. Yeah, uh, I recently listened to this interview with a gastroenterologist that changed my mind a bit on carnivore. I also haven't been a totally carnivore person given people like Paul Saladino. Oh, that was the orange juice guy, Paul Saladino. And eat lots of fruits. Like Tom Cowan is for a plant-based diet. Cowan eats meat, so that's not true. That includes some animal-based food. Oh, he does. Can you listen to part of this interview and possibly interview this gastroenterologist here? He makes a lot of good points near the end of the interview, that many of us have several damaged guts, which makes it merely difficult to metabolize vegetables. Yeah, I mean, there are quite a few people. Uh, Susan Weed, a vegetarian, uh, not a vegetarian, actually, uh, herbalist, and many people, uh, 
Vegetables are very hard to digest, believe it or not. Much more harder to digest than meat, especially mm-hmm. if, if, if they're raw. So you want to cook your vegetables. Otherwise, you know, I don't, it, it, they're hard. Vegetables are hard to eat, pretty much because we're really not supposed to be eating these plants. But don't get me started. I have to change my, my I'm going to have to change my, um, my battery. See, my batteries used to last, check this out. My battery used to last two hours and 15 minutes, and now it's only uh, an hour and 40. I mean, come on. Oh, I don't want that. Let me get rid of this title thing. Because this is not Dr. Mark and Sam Bailey. I'm sorry. It's not. <laughs> it's just not. I don't care how many times you say it. But um, um, I lost my... Are you saying your like laptop battery? Is that what you're talking about? No, this is a battery that that we use for the camera, and oh. we try to make this camera um, um, oh, hold on. I can't do this. They just don't make batteries like they used to. Is that what it is? Uh, no, it's just I'm so brain dead. I haven't been able to. Uh, um, <clears throat> Hold on a second. Jeez. I think I can do it. Oh. As you can see, we're talking with Dr. Marks and Sam Bailey on OneRadioNetwork.com. <laughs> God help me. <laughs> the day I master being two people that I am not at one time is is the day. Take me, take me out of my misery. Just, just take me up, beam me up, Scotty, because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Oh God. Okay, I think I got it now. Let me see. Oh You see, Dr. Mark and Sam Bailey, they live in, um, Are they brothers, Patrick? No, they're, they're husband and wives. Have you not seen their shows? No, I have not. They are, I know you were keeping that one up and I need to listen, just my week got away from yeah, me. Yeah, watch that if you can, it's good. It's Watch the video if you can. They are adorable. They're just Aww. like, they're just like Ken and Barbie with brains, you know? <laughs> just adorable. And man, are they, they're putting her in the paper. They're trying to excommunicate her from life for being against that. Oh my God, you, New Zealand's crazy, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> You would think in this day and age, in 2023, I could actually figure out how to hardwire my battery on my camera. No, not so much. <laughs> I just, oh, we worked on it for about six months and I just gave up. I said, I'll just use a battery. <clears throat> oh, we bought about three different parts from three different places. Oh, this will work. Never work. Oh, well. Where were we talking about? <clears throat> oh, the vegetables. Um, yeah, the vegetable thing. It's really curious. Um, um, I, I think it's, for me, boy, if, 
I cannot eat vegetables raw. I just can't do it. Have you ever juiced like, like kale and all that stuff? Um, so I just juiced carrots and mango oh. yesterday, which was delicious. Um, but kale, no. I used to make like spinach smoothies that had like spinach, apple, lemon water, stuff like that in it. Um, kale, I'm touching go on kale. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of kale. Swiss chard I like a lot, but I've never juiced it. But you cook it, right? You, you cook it, mm -hmm. right? I love like steamed spinach, like sauteed spinach. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness, I love it. Let's see. I wonder if I could find this video, and this will kind of kick off a little conversation we have about boys and girls. Oh. All these messages. I get these Facebook messages from people all over the world. It's, it's crazy. All right. <clears throat> let's let's try to find that video. This is, I don't even know who this fellow is, but I thought it was really interesting. He was talking to a woman who, I think she was trying to infer that he was a bit of a, oh, she was just talking about feminism. Oh, yeah, here he is. I think I can get this loud enough. Remember we played this last week, Jan? Yeah, I remember. Let's, let's turn this all the way up, see if we can play this. But Islam is quite patriarchal, isn't it? I mean, doesn't the Quran say that men have authority over women? Well, don't they? Men are the ones who have been oppressing you all this time, right? I mean, according to your own narrative, men have been running the show. The feminists are asking for their so-called rights from who exactly? Look, if you didn't have what you call patriarchy, then what you would have is a hell on earth for women. Because clearly, women do not have the power to coerce men, to force men, to make men deal with them this way or that way. If you're out somewhere and a man starts to chat you up and you don't want to be chatted up, what do you do? You tell him, I have a boyfriend. I'm married, and he goes away. You have to conjure up an imaginary man to get him to back off, because nine times out of ten, only a man can keep another man in check, because men are inherently more dangerous than women. Instead of patriarchy, replace that word with bodyguard. What makes more sense, for you to be my bodyguard or for me to be your bodyguard? Who do you think is more capable of protecting who? From who? If men didn't protect women, who would? Why, men would do whatever they want. And isn't your bodyguard responsible for you? Shouldn't you listen to him if he says, for example, don't go here, don't go there, or let's take this route instead of that route because it's safer? Isn't that authority? But he's doing it for you. Would you feel resentment about that authority? That's irrational. Pretty trippy, huh? The only part I disagree with him, the other part that, um, that like coming knows the way home and stuff like that and things to do, I girls totally have that one wired, you know. Um, the only time I've ever really 
Uh, how should I say this? I, I think women have an intuitive sense about them from a spiritual level to know what's right and wrong better than I do and know what's good for the both of us better than I do. Mm. Um, this lifetime I got into a whole lot of different trouble through the IRS and all kinds of weird stuff because I was really intent on doing some kind of thing, I thought. And a woman who I love told me not to do that because this wouldn't be good. And I didn't listen to her. She knew and I didn't know, you know. I didn't know, but she knew. So I've gotten in trouble with not listening to women. I think I think women are much more just on some deep stuff, they just get it. You know, and guys, we don't. But I, I think that this, this whole women's lib thing that started with Gloria Steinem and all that when I was back, you know, after the, what was it, 40s and 50s, 60s, it really started kicking in. I think this was a globalist operation to begin to convince woman, women that supporting their man, taking care of their kids, cooking their food, and doing the important stuff in life was not good enough. It was just beneath them. And unless they went out and did stuff and got a job, then they were being trampled upon. And I think that's the big lie. I, I know lots of, lots of many women that are just shine. Because what they are is they support their husband, they take care of their kids, they do everything they can to keep their husband happy and themselves happy. And it's not a subservient position. I think that's why they're here. I think this is why they came here. And we've all incarnated as men and women over and over again. So it's not like that's, that's, a, that's a, a less of a job because you're supporting or you cook the, you, you cook the, the deer that the guy went out and shot. Is, is one better than the other? They're absolutely necessary. And, and children need their mom. And, you know, they need their mom. And to be a mom, you've got to, you've got to display your femininity and your, your motherhood and everything. And, and guys don't, can't do that like girls can. And I think they've convinced a lot of women now with this whole misogyny and this, uh, um, what is it, toxic masculinity and blah, 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 blah. And they're, they're making it worse for women by trying to teach them that men are the problem. And men are not the problem. Men are trying to just be boys and we do dumb things and, you know, so so what? So you're there to help us not do so many dumb things and, you know, and, you know, kiss and make it better when we hurt ourselves. I mean, that's feminine. That's what feminine femininity is. So that's my original take on that. <laughs> There's so much to unpack. Well, you only have 10 minutes, so unpack away. Yes, this will have to be continued. 
Um, I think I can agree with the fact that so many of these ideas that we're fighting now the opposite sex over have been imposed upon us um, and they have been imposed upon us for reasons. Uh, I think that there has to be an acknowledgement of the fact that we have been taught um, gender roles and, and what gender is supposed to do what thing. Um, I was, um, I would love to hear from other people if they were not, but I was taught to be pleasing and helpful and to serve. And um, maybe that was just my household experience, but I also grew up in a home with a gender bias um, where men were favored over women and held more value in my home. Um, all that to say this, I am not only a mother and a woman, but I'm also a single mother and I'm raising men. And so I don't take sides because that is what they want us to do is have this power struggle between the male and the female. So now it's just another way that this thing is showing up to get us emotionally out of control, throw us out of the flow that we're probably supposed to be in and take us further away from who we are. So I think we need to be aware of that every time we're presented with these <laughs> issues, whether it be about race, gender, um, fear, all of these things are taking us away from what's most important, which is learning how to connect with people who are different than us, um, in my mind, for the purpose of understanding and harmonizing. Do we live in a patriarchal um, country or society? I'm just going to let these be rhetorical questions for you to answer. I think so much of that depends on um, our experience as well, like how we're looking at it. I don't wake up and say like, oh my gosh, I grew up in a home with a gender bias. Um, this is affecting my life every day. It did affect my childhood and it did affect the way I viewed my value as a person, but that was my household and my experience. And I am removed from that. I no longer function that way um, because I was able to overcome and heal that. Am I, uh, let's put men down and make them subservient to women because they've had their rule and it's our turn and, you know, whatever. Um, I don't see how that, again, supports balance and harmony in the, in the world. Yeah, right. uh, so everyone has to be able to function in the roles that they were designed to function in. And I don't think that has as much to do with gender roles of, you know, this person should be doing this in the household and this person should be doing that. I think we co-create healthy relationships with the, with our partners and the opposite sex in a way that supports the life we want to create. So it's about mutuality, co-creation. Um, and yeah, maybe there are some things that, you know, women tend to be maybe more emotionally plugged in that could maybe lend themselves to be have like a stronger intuition or or wisdom but i've met men that are just as um you know and, and men tend to be more logical but i've met really logical women so i think so much of this has to do with our experience how we were raised what influenced us you know what we were watching growing up and that is speaking to the problem that i think we're talking about we've been coerced into these uh flows of like coming against each other over stuff that I don't even know if we're really against each other about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And we're fighting. We're fighting ourselves and each other about it. Well, I, I would I would uh, put forth that what you experienced, which I didn't realize, that 
um, um, you 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 grew up in a household where the, uh, the men were really valued more than the women, and and that was just your karma, though, right? That wasn't that's not a universal thing. That's just something that Correct. right that's you created. You could have done the same the thing. Yeah, you could have done the same thing last lifetime, and you're just balancing things out. You could have been the guy uh, doing the same thing. It happens all the time. But I don't think, um, I, think it's, I think it's part of a woman's job and a guy's job, but part of a woman's job to be serve and to help and please and be helpful. I mean, that's why we're here, to help each other and to please in one another, aren't we? I mean, why would you not? What's wrong with that? What's wrong? I, I think so. I think help in a relationship should just be reciprocal, and it sure. may show up differently. It may show up that the woman mm-hmm. tends to be cooking more if she's the one that likes to cook. But there, are, like, I want a guy that can cook for oh, me sure. too yeah. sometimes. So I think it's it's about finding that reciprocity and flow. And I think we've been taught that it looks a very specific way, or it should be, yeah. you know. That's all nonsense. Know. They're just trying to create. They're just trying to divide and conquer. Is when they try to teach women this stuff. But we do live in a patriarchal society. But is that so bad? I mean, uh, if, if there were more women politicians, would there be less wars? I don't think so. They're all controlled by the same good psychopaths, men, women. Look at all of them. And they're all, all controlled. Um, I don't know. I think some of this, it, it really isn't necessarily about politics although i think they try to make it like that a lot especially now um i think some of this is just about like the way the ideas we've been assigned even objectification of women and sexual exploitation which definitely has occurred i mean it it does but that's from my perspective as a woman i've never sat and talked to a man and said so what was it like for you growing up did you feel like there was this certain stereotype of man that you had to achieve physically or you know emotionally i don't know how men work in that way to like sit down and talk to them about that was there pressure from my perspective as a woman growing up in the world that i that this is what beauty is that i should look like this and that this is pleasing to a man a thousand percent um, have I walked away from that? Yes, <laughs> because beauty is an inside job and it has nothing to do with those forces. But who imposed the forces? Was it a, some guy sitting in his room or was it this whole group of people that were like, let's screw people up even more and give them like all kinds of problems? I don't know the answer. But, but you know, <laughs> uh, nobody forces anybody to do anything. So all the women that have ever felt oppressed they allowed themselves to be oppressed. And they just needed to get a new husband or get a new job, you know, and not blame all men for it. Uh, because we all have free will, you know. And if you have some dude that's giving you a hard time, well, divorce him, you know. Go somewhere else and find him. It was just a bad choice, you know. <laughs> it was just a bad choice. And get over it, you know. But, um, I, you know, I just, I just saw my mom with seven kids and and uh, seven kids, and I've never seen more fulfilled, happy woman in my life. She was mm-hmm. just happy because this is what mm-hmm. she did, you know. Mm-hmm. This is what she did. And if anybody would ever say that would be uh, a less important job to be president of the United States, well, I ain't buying it. You know, no, mm-hmm. I'm just not buying it. You know how important the job that she that she did. Mm-hmm. You just can't. 
you know, it's this whole distortion about money and power, but these guys get away with it because women think they got to work for them because they want to work for them, but that's their problem too. Don't work for some dude if he's going to give you a hard time. Go somewhere else. Find somebody, find somebody that's going to treat you right. Um, you know, I agree. I think, I think it's a divide and conquer thing, and they're making people crazy, and they're making women crazy, this toxic masculinity stuff. They, have, they actually have toxic masculinity courses in college trying to teach men how to be so toxic. Who are they toxic to? I, I, I don't know. I, I think women are confused. I don't think the guys are toxic. The guys are just being boys. Sure, they're goofballs, so don't hang out with them. You know, they're not going to treat you right. Just leave them alone. Go somewhere else. There's a lot of guys on campus, you know. You don't have to have a class to teach them how to, I don't know. I just, I, I just think. I think we have to be careful that we're not categorizing all genders into one stereotype, like you're saying. Have I met men that are offensive and objectify women and view them as sex objects and don't, you know, have any interest in emotionally connecting? Yes. Are there women like that that treat men that way? I'm sure there are. You know there are. Uh, But yeah, it's like we have to have the real conversation instead of just picking a side and fighting each other over it. We have to say, how did your experiences, like you saying you growing up with your mom and that experience shaped your perspective and how you view these things, just like my experience shaped my perspective. And so that's why we have to talk about what's the, what are we really upset about? And what don't we understand? And we have to ask the right questions, I think, to get, well, you know, see, get I, there. I don't think anybody's upset over anything, Hannah. I think that the media and the controllers and Hollywood, these are the people who want to make people upset because they want to control us and they want to piss us off and they want to divide and conquer us. And they want us to have less kids and all the stuff that goes along with it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have, you know, uh, but I think the basic idea that started 40, 50 years ago, that being a homemaker and supporting your man is a less important thing than going out and bringing home the bacon. I think that's the big lie that started this whole thing. Started this whole thing. Because if you don't have both, if you don't have the male and the female happening, you don't have you don't have anything, right? <laughs> you know, you know, you got to have both. They both the yin and the yang. Otherwise, you, what do you have? You got what they're doing now. You know, boys think they're girls, and girls think they're boys, and the whole thing's falling apart. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't completely disagree, but I do think like let's look at the fifties. And you kind of get this idea of like the woman being in high heels vacuuming, you know, while her husband's well, at they work. And high he heels comes home and she brings him his paper. You know, like I, I think, is there anything wrong with that? If that works for your relationship and that is what you agree to and you both love that, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, but I think that there was some deeper kind of things being whispered there to people like this is what a woman should look like while she's doing this. And, you know, this is what and and that's what I'm saying. This is about relationships should always be about co-creating something that both parties feel is healthy for both of, of them, course, of whether course. that's him vacuuming or her of cooking course. dinner or but him cooking see, dinner. This high and heels, so I think we need to, I would like to see a step away from that without us taking 
a way what a male is and what a female is. There are great qualities inherently male. I'm going to say that even if it upsets people, men are designed a specific way. Women are designed a specific way. And those things are meant to work in tandem. And I think some really positive things can come out of that. I don't think it's going to look the same in every household and every relationship. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, this high heels things and sweeper and bringing the papers and all, that didn't happen. I never saw any families that did that when I was growing up. That no, was, that was all a media like thing. On TV, like, yeah, it was you know, all a media to thing. You know, of course. that kind of stuff where this is, you know, and look, you know, but you also felt like she, uh, you know, like that's Joan, all there was. Yeah. you know, to her life was that, and maybe that made her happy. And if that's okay, that's fine. Um, but like now we're seeing the backswing of that, where it's like women think that liberation is sexual exploitation of themselves. Well, absolutely not. No. That's causing so many other issues in your life. So it's like the pendulum swinging so far away from the truth. I just want to get back to the, yeah. <laughs> to the real deal. And Anna, I, I believe in my heart that back in the Leave it to Beaver days and I watched those shows and Spin and Marty and all these things and uh, um, even going back to I Married Joan, I remember them all, A Life of Riley. These were all controlled stuff. These people knew what they were doing back then. I mean, they've controlled Hollywood for, for 100 oh, years and they wanted, they be. this is how it started with these TV shows. Yeah, this is how it I started. Agree. This is how it started. These people... They're, I agree. They're, they're, they're psychopaths, man. They want... They're brilliant. <laughs> they're brilliant. <laughs> I know you have to go, sweetie. Yeah, we shouldn't have started this too. I, I don't know why I thought we could do this in 10 minutes. Okay, we'll talk more. What are you going to do this weekend? Yeah. Anything fun? Um, Anything planned? Yeah, well, um, first of all, the weather's great here, so I'm definitely going to be outside <laughs> as much as possible. I don't have my kids this weekend. Um going to get together with a girlfriend tomorrow night. And um, yeah, that's as far as I got. So, oh, so is that okay? No, no, it's it's fine. I always ask. I have a lot of tomatoes. I need to get out of the garden. I might make a tomato pie. I might. Whoa, tomato pie. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks, Hannah. Tell folks your website if they want to visit you. Oh yeah, it's changehannahwallace.com. Yes, please reach out. Email me. Change, contact me. Talk to me. Change. I love hearing from people. Say that again more slowly. Oh, sorry. ChangeHannahWallizer.com. W-A-L-I-Z-E-R. ChangeHannahWallizer.com. Yes. Change is just like detoxing, right? It hurts, but you like it. <laughs> all right, Hank. Take care it of yourself. Is, it is hey. all of life. Thank you, changed. For, thank you for joining <laughs> us again. It's always fun. Thank you. Good job. Have See a you good soon. weekend, Patrick. Bye -bye. Yep, see ya. See you soon. She's great, eh? Yep, yep, yep. So we'll continue on for a little bit. I do feel good. I mean, I haven't... I tell you. This last week has been... What a trip. I mean, I had things coming out of my orifices that I... I whoa. If you'd like to be on the show... Um, Join us, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. You know, I'm just really still fascinated over this last four days of where all this liquid was coming from. 
I wasn't eating any food. I wasn't drinking any water, right? Seriously. I think I had one little potato about that big, some butter. One night I said, oh, I'll just have a little piece of broccoli and cauliflower. I bought some frozen organic. I don't think I had anything. And, you know, every hour there was just this liquid, dark, pooky water coming out. So I think, I can't prove it, but I think we get a lot of water, moisture from spirit, the ether, sun, moon. I know we do. I mean, where else did it come from? Boy, more and more I'm thinking that someday we're going to figure out how to how to do this whole thing without any without any food or water, physical food. There's people who do that, you know. Did you know? They are. Okay, let's look at some. You know, another component I have not uh, conjured up a lot about during this whole, the last three years of this thing called COVID is um, the 5G stuff. And I think it was very, it was instrumental and I really kind of skipped over a lot of it. You know, Arthur Furstenberg wrote, wrote that book. What's the name of that book? Um... Invisible Rainbow, something like that. I'm going to invite him on the show. And that this 5G thing was instrumental in making a lot of people sick during the last four years. What has it been? When did, when did they bring this COVID thing out? So 20, 21, 20. Has it been four years? And they're still selling it. You know, they're still selling it. You see headlines. People in Britain are getting the new variant and need to get a booster. Wow. It's amazing. Just, like, whoa. Mind-boggling. So this emailer said, 5G turned up can cause disease. Yeah, I don't even know if they've got to turn it up or if they can. <clears throat> Adam Brooks will be here Monday, and then and then we have um, Matthew Errett. We're going to be talking about um, um, the BRICS, the BRICS thing. BRICS is um, Britain, Russia, uh, India, China. The S is South America, and the BRICS just got together, and they. Um, they invited six more countries in to their BRICS organization. Turkey, um, United UAE, United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Iran. We, we, somebody sent us a piece that uh, Tucker Carlson put out that I thought was pretty interesting. 
we posted on Faceplant and uh, Telegram both. And he's making a pretty interesting argument that he said this 5G thing, or this new variant, is just a false flag. They're not going to do this because they know they can't get away with it again. But they're going to do war. This is Tucker Carlson saying. They're going to do war with Russia. A hot war. In other words, a declared, they're doing it now because they're paying for NATO and NATO's supporting Ukraine. And So it's pretty much NATO-Russia now because Ukraine doesn't really have an army. It's all gone. They've killed them all. But, um, so we'll talk to Matthew Arrett about this on, on Monday, 1 o'clock Central Time. He's a very um, good critical thinker in this regard. <clears throat> but this could be not be good. <laughs> not be good. Because if, if the people who are controlling the United States, Biden, Obama, Clinton, Justice Department, all these people, if they decide that they want to do a hot war against Putin and Russia and really get after it, start sending Americans over there, It, this could win Biden a second term. Because people always like to vote for the president de jure when we're at war. They feel they need to support the country. Of course, they don't realize that all wars are banker wars. and um, But they could get away with it. But here's the thing, you know, once you understand what BRICS is about, Brazil, Russia, India, China, you attack Russia, and China's right there where you're attacking the BRICS nations. And then you got World War III. Maybe this is what they want. My phone number is 888-663-6386. Email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. Speaking of Brazil, I saw an article yesterday. I didn't, I don't read these articles. I just look at headlines because I just don't have the headspace to read all these articles. I just don't. I'm sorry. But they have a they have a really honest to goodness political coup going on in Brazil today as we speak. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, there. They have a coup going on in Brazil. Now they have a huge typhoon heading towards South China. And boy, if you don't think that these weather events, 
Maui. Fires all over the world. Hurricanes, Florida, are controlled. Well, yeah, I don't think you're paying attention. They're controlling all of this, in my opinion. And if you... I see news clips. I don't have a TV, so I don't watch the news. But every time they mention Maui, Biden was talking about how climate change is really kicking in now. We need more money for FEMA because climate change is going to get worse. Blaming all this on their, their meme climate change, and it's just BS. Any, everybody knows it who's paying attention. If, if, you, if you don't believe, if you don't know this, I, I encourage you to research it, look at it. It's just made up. This is their big one, right? The climate change thing. Electric cars. Get rid of your gas stoves and your ovens and your and your gas heat. Get rid of meat because the cows are farting. Put a smart meter in and so they can control the the electricity. Get a central bank digital currency so we can control your behavior which is what they want to do more than they do now. You know, the electricity thing is a big deal. I've always felt like gas stoves, uh, gas heating was the very best when I was, before I I built this house, I didn't build it, a bunch of people did, before I borrowed the money to build this house. Whenever I, my whole life, whenever I would, uh, be renting in a renting position. Uh, I would always go for, I would never go for a place that didn't have gas heat or gas stoves. It's the best. I don't know if you've had both. You can let me know. Electric heat is very inefficient. It's just, it's just terrible. But gas is moist. It's warm. feels really comfortable. Obviously, cooking on gas stoves is the only thing any real cook uses. Can't use electricity, it's stupid. So this is, they, they want to control, they want everybody to be an electric because they can control the electricity because the power plants are very easy to control. You just say, oh, we ran out of juice. But when people have propane tanks, like I do, millions of people have propane gas. And then the gas companies are generally much more independent. And natural gas is everywhere. It's the most cleanest, cheapest form of energy you can get. The earth is full of all kinds of natural gas. But they want to get rid of all of it. Because they want to control you and me. And then these folks that are allowing smart meters, they can change their thermostat on your air conditioner. Elon Musk is in on it, this Tesla thing. 
Can you imagine if you could get a meter, you know, one of the good meters that we have, and check the radio frequencies, the the harmful electromagnetic fields in a Tesla? Oh, I'd love to do that and see what that's about. Trying to look at that. Anyway, there's a some kind of some kind of thing going on with Brazil. My nose is just What do you think? Do you think they're gonna be able to they gonna be able to pull off uh, COVID two point Here's an email from Simon. Thanks for the show. I'm almost 16 years old. Wow. Is that the youngest listener ever? And tomorrow, I have to see a dentist. Ooh, what's the date on this? Yesterday. Not that I would choose myself. They've been pushing the idea of getting braces for my teeth. Hmm which they say are crooked. I haven't heard anything from the non-Rockefeller medicine people about the matter of braces, and I imagine they aren't good, and I don't want it. What's your opinion regarding this, and what can I do? Well, Simon, my opinion, I think they're fine. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry about it. You'd be glad when you're 26 and, and have nice, nice teeth and that look good. It's people look at the teeth and not that any matter not that it matters what people think, but you you'll you'll have a better self image of yourself and I've never seen any um any evidence that um getting braces is bad for you. Um I mean, there's metal in there, which is not a good thing to have this metal in your mouth, but, you know, when you're at this age, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, everything's strong in your body, your metabolism, your hormones, it, it won't affect you unless you pick up a radio station on your braces, but I wouldn't concern, you know, it sounds like your parents are wanting you to do this, um, if it'll get your teeth working. Nice and straight. Simon, do you know why um, so many of us, I was, I was very fortunate, I did not, but so many of us don't have um, enough, um, enough room in our mouth and why um, the teeth are crooked? Do you know why? Um... Dr. Weston A. Price, a dentist, he, run, he, went, he went around the world. And the whole Weston A. Price Foundation is built on his work, looking at the teeth and looking at the mouth and looking at root canals. And, and he was just diet. We got off of a more a species-appropriate diet. 
you know, I'm I'm not a I don't I don't go out there and try to sell a carnivore diet, even though even though to this day meat is still my meat or you know butter, cheese, eggs, animal foods, not necessarily less meat, but animal foods. As he saw, as as people got away from that, more into vegetables, that their their jaw did not um, have enough length, breadth, and width to it to handle all the teeth. He just proved it. So these foods are more species appropriate, trying to live just on vegetables, especially when you're a kid and your mouth is growing. Not a good idea. You don't have to eat meat. You can cheese, butter, eggs, raw milk. If you don't want to kill, you don't have to. You can get away with it. Figure it out. I think raw milk is a really amazing food. Goat's milk, cow's milk. But you want it raw. Butter, eggs. Forget about it. You probably live on eggs. I mean, I'm talking, you know, chickens that are well-tended, that are running around, eating bugs, eating grass. Not caged up. That's real food. The yolks are nice and orange. And do them raw if you can. You don't have to. And um, I think you could raise a kid like that and it could have plenty of space. So, Simon, I wouldn't worry about that. Let that one go. I've listened to a lot of Darko's show, and I think he's, I think he's onto something with actually creating more plasma, red and blood cells, white blood cells, um, by by doing the sea salt. I think he's on to something. I just don't necessarily think it has to be to the extreme he goes to. No, I, I agree with you. I, I'm I'm doing like 25% less than what I did the first couple of months. Uh, my body just doesn't want it. I don't know what to tell you. But like Hannah and I were telling you about, you know, you do things, but you just know. You can tell. The amount of salt I was doing two months ago and doing today, less than half. Less than half. Same results. I think your body will build up to it. This emailer goes on, I don't think uh, pink sea salt, pink salt, or mine salt, like Redmond salt, can be bad to use either. Uh, well, he makes an argument, and listen to him carefully, and there may be something to this. I think there is something to it. He makes the argument that good sea salt that is sun-dried, I mean, just the sun, that's it, has everything, and it has it in the exact proportion of the human body. Check that out. It does like the proportion of magnesium to calcium to boron to strontium to iodine. Exact proportion. 
And one of the reasons he says that he doesn't like the Himalayan thing or the Redmen is because it's been in the earth for so long that the magnesium, which is really important, dries up and is just not as powerful. That's his argument. God's in the detail. So, before you just make a decision about that, think about what you're saying and check it out. Obviously, not all animals on earth that need to find a salt source have access to salt. Sea salt. No, but all animals do need salt and they'll, they'll find it. Africa, you see it all, and they do it. They'll go for hundreds of miles to find salt. Especially the moms having babies. I like to watch those animal shows. They're cool. Do you think uh, sea salt has enough iodine? Yeah, I do. He said, then you listen to someone like Adam Burstrom and you get another view on diet. You do. There are overlaps between all of them. Darko will say, eat raw eggs and eat them in the morning, shake. Adam will say, cooked eggs, but eat them at night. Difference? Different opinions, see what works. See what works. One of the things I wanted to touch on before we leave here on this August, oh, September 1st day. By the way, we have time. I'd love to talk to you. Boy, the phones have been quiet today. Phew. Well, generally people don't call much. These days we're getting almost, I mean, lots of our, our our action is on BitChute and videos like you are probably on right now. So please subscribe to our channel. Click the bell thing so we get alerted. You get alerted. Um, on BitChute. And you see the donation tab underneath there. So if you like what we're doing, if you think it's a valuable, please exchange it with some value and send us some money, baby. Might as well just be real clear about it. We could use some of your financial support. I just love to look at headlights. They're hilarious to see what's going on. In the, in the Matrix. Here we go. Hundreds of, 100% sale at Home Depot. This is in San Francisco. They have hundreds of people going through Home Depot and just stealing everything. Unbelievable. I can't believe they, somebody doesn't call the police and just arrest these people. And all the employees are just sitting there with their phones taking pictures. I'd be getting me a stick and beating up on people. Ages 10 to 14. Wow. 
they can't let these kids keep doing that. They're gonna just they're gonna be killing people and stealing cars. You know, I think it's fascinating. These are the cities, Austin, Dallas, Houston, here. And then, of course, Madison, Wisconsin, Chicago, uh, San Francisco, obviously, Los Angeles. All of these cities, Seattle, they're all controlled, every one of them, in our experience, and in my opinion, and we've done shows on it, by the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, the Soros crowd, you can look under Agenda 21 on OneRadioNetwork.com where there's a link to it underneath where you're watching this video. Just go in there, you see it. Click on OneRadioNetwork.com. Go on our search function, put in Agenda 21. This is all planned, folks. These kids and the, all these city councils and now um, school boards are all controlled by the same communist, they're commies, psychopaths that are defunding the police. Um, they're going to be the first ones out there to do mass mandates like they were, um, close down businesses. They want to destroy this country into a communist country. This is what they want to do. And they pay city council people and school board members, and mayors and governors, they pay them a lot of money to do this stuff. People are essentially, when it comes to money, most people are essentially whores. Sorry to say, not most, but a lot of people. And they'll do anything for money, which is prostitution. And they're getting away with it right now. Of course, karma is a bitch, so let's see what happens next lifetime. But right now, they're getting away with it. Well, if, these under, if these people understood karma, they would not be doing this stuff. I get a lot of uh, angry folks, and I understand. Uh, emails and stuff on Telegram and Facebook about how are these people getting away with these big farmers? They're killing people with these injections and uh, burning down the cities and stealing and blah, blah, blah. Well, they are getting away with it right now. And they have killed a lot of people. And all the media, all of the media that have played a part in this, if they think that they're off the hook, they're not. If they've gone along with these uh, not reporting all the vaccines injuries, which none of them do, I don't care who you are, even the alternative ones, very few people are reporting all the millions of people that have died from these injections. Very few. It's just a handful. Sometimes you get away with it on Facebook, not often, but... Uh, 
Telegram, you can. Telegram's cool. Um, I don't know what Musk is doing over there at Twitter. I know uh, Facebook owns, uh, what is that other one? Photo? I don't know. Millions of people have died and continue to die from these injections. But all the media that is not reporting this, from the president to the Murdochs to Fox News, everybody. You're part of this killing. Eugenics. Karma is a bitch. And you're going to get your just desserts. Maybe not this lifetime, but if you don't believe in reincarnation, well, you're going to be surprised. Because we all reincarnate somewhere else and we got to pay for everything that we've ever done to anybody. And when you allow other people to kill these kids with vaccines because your radio station or TV station won't allow you to say anything and you still work for them, you're going to see how it feels. And you're going to wonder why. You're going to wonder why. And you'll complain. Karma, reincarnation, are real. These are two spiritual laws that are immutable Immutable. 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 No way out. Buddha, Jesus, not going to save you. No. Doesn't work like that. You may think it does. Doesn't work like that. It was Jesus, Carmela. Get crucified. If that ever happened. Because he bought into the old idea that he had to be a martyr to save the world. He was wrong. He didn't save the world. Sorry. He was a good man, but not the top of the totem pole. I'm going to get in trouble for that one. At this point, I don't even care anymore. Don't care. You've been around as long as I do, you just don't care. And I've been around a pretty long time. And through the grace of God, I'll be around for a long time to come. <clears throat> Taylor says he thinks that the the 2.0 Rolite is about dividing and conquering I don't think it is really on the table other than as a psychological operation to take people's eyes off the bouncing ball which could be war and all that with Russia yeah I think there's going to be two Taylor I think there's going to be a lot of um, 
and I, I don't like saying this, but uh, I, boy, I feel it. There's going to be a lot of, um, I'm not going to do it because people get to do what they want to do. I don't want to, there's going to be a lot of uh, snarkiness going on between the mask and the unmask if this thing keeps moving forward. Don't do that. I mean, people want to wear a mask, I know. Don't call them stupid. And, but I've already seen some videos and they're already doing it because people get so angry. But the people that are wearing the mask, they're just ignorant. They, they're afraid. So don't give them a hard time. Just keep walking. Taylor appreciates that I'm a cosmology truther. Yeah, man, we ain't spinning around the sun, I'll tell you that. And so he said, when one is willing to accept corrected cosmology, meaning the globe model, the reality of the germ is nothing more and the train is everything, as Louis Pasteur allegedly stated in his diary. Yeah, I think they're, they're all tied together. That's why I'm, um, yeah, I still push people's buttons on, on social media. I play around with it a little bit because it's fun. Not a lot, but a little bit. Man, the globe thing is so, you talk about programming. Chew. Man, these, these globers, globalists, They'll just go to any length, any length possible to prove that we're spinning on a ball. And they've got zero evidence. The only evidence they have is they were taught this in grade school, high school, television, Hollywood, Carl Sagan, Neil deGrasse Tyson, everywhere, newspapers, Everywhere. That's the only evidence they got. We never landed on the moon. We're never going to land on the moon. The moon is not solid. The moon has its own light, proven. The whole heliocentric model is just absurd. And, you know, these people go crazy defending it. You know why? Because it's a religion. They believe it just like they believe in their, their God, their space God, whatever it is. And they're going to fight to the death because it's ego. And when we believe in something for so long, maybe lifetimes, and somebody challenges that belief, it's just about ego. We do not have the intellectual capacity, the courage, To say, well, maybe I was wrong. I want to look at this. That's where the action is. That's the only place the action is. Unless you get there, you're screwed. You won't make it out this lifetime. You won't make it out of here alive, in my opinion. Which is not all that terrible. I mean, Earth is, you know, pretty weird place. But when you, if you go out that way, if you go out on the weekend with just getting your ass kicked because you were too weak 
and too scared to, to challenge these people. You're not going to like where you show up next lifetime or what situation you're in. It's going to be worse. Karma. If you don't understand it, you need to learn about it. It's a integral, perfectly integrated, magical system that God created for one reason, so we can learn our lessons, not to punish us, so we can learn our lessons. Because if we didn't have karma, we would continue to do dumb things, hurt people, steal their stuff, uh, you know, hurt people by polluting it not knowingly, and the people might eat some toxins, whatever. Karma. Allowing people to be hurt without speaking up. And it's all integrated magically and there's no way out. As I said, there's no religion or no spiritual master or some space god that's going to protect you from it. Because the universe is set up perfectly like this. Not to punish, but to learn the lesson. See, the, the religionists, the religionists, Christianity especially, they're the big ones. But they all do it. Almost all of them. They turn karma into sin. Oh, you're bad. You did that, you're bad. And you have to pay for your sin. You have to do three Hail Marys or four Our Fathers and donate to me and then do what I say to do and God will forgive you. B.S. God doesn't care. But if you, if you just learn the lesson, wow, man, if I punch somebody, he's going to punch me. I'm going to quit doing that. You're done. God bless John Lennon and McCartney and the boys. And they wrote that that song and recorded that song, Instant Karma. Remember that one? Does anybody understand what instant karma means? You know? Email me, Patrick, oneradionetwork.com or call. Instant karma, do you know what that means? And why I say that Lennon was so Evolved. Which is why they killed him, by the way. Only the good die young. I'll tell you. You see, uh, this is so cool. All of my opinion, I could be totally wrong, but I don't care. <clears throat> we build karma up over lifetimes. 
because sometimes we don't live long enough to work out the karma of this lifetime, so it gets carried away. Yeah, you don't you don't get to ditch it just because, you know, you run out in front of a bread truck. Oh, George, he just died, had a heart attack or whatever. It carries over. So, most of us, for lifetimes, and we've all done it, we get so clogged up with the karma that we're working out, you know, getting shot or (laughs) whatever, getting hung or getting sick or dying early or that we don't make the connection between the cause and the effect. The sowing and reaping in the Bible, sowing and reaping. You sow and you reap. Cause and effect. What goes around comes around. We don't make the connection because it's been so long. It could be years or lifetimes. How would you connect? Well, you know, Joe got shot because he shot somebody last lifetime. Who knows, right? So, the beautiful thing that John Lennon knew I think McCartney to a certain extent, but John Lennon. I love that man. I start crying. But um, he knew that once you clean up your karma, right? You start cleaning it up by stop hurting people, by stop taking their stuff. You clean it up. You have this space to cause and effect. And you do, you will. You just clean it up. And after you clean it up, then the the effect comes much closer to the cause. And you go, oh, yeah. That's why I did that. Instant karma. Because you can get so squeaky cling spiritually. You can. Everybody can do it. This is our birthright. This is what God wants us to do so we can learn, so we can help other people get it. You can get so squeaky clean inside. I'm not talking about holy and pure. I'm cool and all. That's all BS. That's all ego. But you can clean up your karma if you want to. It's a choice. So then when you do... Uh, I don't know, whatever. Um, uh, dumb example, but I'll throw it out there. Um, for some reason, you throw a nail out. You throw a nail out in the road because it was in your front seat, and you, you know. Just, two hours later, you get a flat tire, not on the nail, but something else. That would be instant karma. And you go, oh, oh man, yeah, I never should have thrown that nail out there. Somebody else can get a flat tire, but I got mine. That would be not a good example. Well, it's kind of good. But it works for everything. Wishing somebody 
ill will. You know, I don't wish these people the injections. I don't, it's not my business. I just kind of give you my idea. Uh, God's going to deal with them, not me. I don't care what. So I, I don't hate Bill Gates or Soros. Or, hmm. I don't hate them at all. They're just, they are what they are. So you don't want to hate anybody. You don't want to wish somebody to get hurt. Because you'll end up getting hurt. Karma. It's really that fine of a line. The razor's edge. <clears throat> and then you just know what's right, you know. Now it doesn't mean that these potentially crazy thoughts don't come through. But it's not who you are and why, you know, we talk a lot about doing daily spiritual exercises of some kind, anything. Just to maintain your awareness of who you are, what the mind presents, what the emotions present, what feelings present and whether or not you want to participate in those. Because it's a choice. But you can get to the point where it's so fine where, well, I won't get into it now, it's too, too spiritually geeky, but, you know, we, we are responsible for every thought. I know this seems weird, but we are, that comes through in our state of consciousness. We deal with it. Because it's just a state of consciousness. But we do, and that's why we dream. So, so we, that's why we sleep, essentially. We sleep because we need to work out all of the karma that we've created through all the crazy thoughts that have gone through our state of consciousness that we need to learn how to control, we can. That's why we sleep. That's why, that's the only reason we sleep. That's why sleep is so healing, because we're out of our body working out all of these silly things we did during the day. I mean, it's not what we did, but we're, we've allowed the mind and the emotions to get so out of control because who teaches this stuff? The spiritual path that I know does, but I don't know if anybody else does. So that's why we sleep. You could work on and work your way to sleep two, three, four hours max and be in excellent health. Or as Adam talks about, Adana Lay, his, his spiritual master, he never slept. If you get into a certain state of consciousness, you just, you don't have to go to sleep. 
Jacinta. What a great name that is. Love your show. Thank you. Uh, I'm a big fan of Darko Valchak. Uh, what specific salt is he recommending? And where can I find it? There's so many salts out there. Specific brand type or website. Well, here's the key. You just want it to be sea salt. And that's a label that they'll, they have to put on there. I don't know if they have to. Sea salt, sun-dried. Those are the two things. I'm going to need some water here. And my sink is rainwater, so I can drink that. Let me do this. I'll put this up and go get some. Hold on. Doodle, will you uh, take care of my folks? Oops. Take care of my peeps here. Can I get some water? Okay. Feel very blessed to have filtered rainwater coming out of the tap. I filtered it again downstairs, but I don't think there's, there's much in there by the time it goes through these big filters and also an ultraviolet light downstairs. So, two things would be sun-dried, sea salt. That's all you need to know. And then if you want, you can, you can go on their website just to be sure that... Because lots of times they'll say sun-dried sea salt, but you go on their website and you find that they've got some kind of heating equipment that they take the moisture out by heating it. Um, I don't know if that damages it. I'm not smart enough to know that. So, but I would just, you know, I get one at the HEB and they actually tell you exactly how they do it. Um, and they just let it dry out in the sun and that's it. That's what you want. Jacinta. If there, ever, if there ever was a reproduction of the end of COVID, I'd nominate Dr. Richard Massey to do a keynote speech. He's a real thinker. We love your discussions. Well, so do I. Thanks. He's a good friend. He's great. Uh, 
Aloha from Maui. When was this written? Oh, 821. When did they do the the deep burn on them? What was it? Was it 88? Has it been that long? I love what you're doing. I've been a regular listener for more than 10 years. Wow. I love your relaxing voice and curiosity without agenda. I do have an agenda, I guess. Also, that you are the lights. You're grounded in spirituality. I like to listen to you in the early morning. I also like your progression. Dr. Daniels is the best ever. Also Tom Cowan, Andrew Kaufman, Amanda Vollmer. I also like your geopolitical and financial shows. I can agree on the earth not moving, but find flat earth theories leave too many unanswered, unexplored questions to hold my interest. Yeah, well, I mean, if you, if you, um, I think you're just maybe getting caught up with the, the nomenclature of the words. I wouldn't worry. If, if you kind of feel and you want to buy into the idea that we're not moving, you know, you're there. Nobody knows uh, the shape. Uh, nobody knows how far out the earth goes. Nobody. Well, I guess some people that did the treaty with 50 countries what, 75 years ago that make it impossible to traverse the ice wall that surrounds Antarctica. So we don't know how far out it goes. So if it's not moving, it would have to be m- more flat than round, right? I mean, where would this round earth be sitting if why would it be round if it's not moving? So, you might kind of put some ideas to that. Oh, man. I, 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 I want to write a screenplay someday about people that, you know, sneak across the ice wall. Right now they have, they have jets, seriously. They have the whole, whole jet fleet. People start flying across that ice wall to see what's over there, and they'll, they'll shoot you down. But, you know, they work on having you turn around first. We've seen the videos. Turn around, girl. What's over there they don't want us to see? I want to know. Admiral Byrd, I think it was in 1955, maybe? Admiral in the U.S. Navy, uh, he, he, he got up there and he, he, saw, he saw lots of land, endless, he never saw the edge. <laughs> he saw lots of land and actually climates that were temperate almost tropical climates away from the Antarctic area. We have no idea what's over there and how far it goes. It could go for 50,000 miles. You don't know. How would you know? 
you say, well, if it's not moving and it could be like billions of miles, where is it? This is physical reality. It's just a reality. That's where it is. It's not sitting on anything. I know that's kind of a hard one because you got to really think about it or contemplate that one and really get your head around it. Otherwise, it's like, what? Where is it? If it's not floating in space, which is not, then where is it? It just is. Like Hannah and I were talking about, I am what I am, right? It just is. Earth just is. This is physical reality. And we know it's not solid, right? It's just a hologram. We know that. So it just is. It's just like all the other planes. So you might ask yourself, if you soul travel to the astral plane, you just go there. You don't really travel. You're already there, but I won't get into that now. And then it just is. It just is. It isn't anywhere compared to, see, to, to say something, you, so that's why they had to make up space because they, they had to make up space because they made up the globe and then it's got to be somewhere, so they made up space. Sure, there, there's, there's space between here and the stars, right? And the firmament, which is above the, right? Which is above the, the immovable earth, the firmament. Which, by the way, for those of you into Christianity and the Bible, the Bible mentions the firmament, I think, uh, 20 times. Anyway. I was sad to hear that you were thinking about giving up the show. Oh, I'm not really thinking about giving it up. It just may be time. I mean... If uh, if the model if the model if if the business model is not working, that could be God's way of saying you better move on and do something else. Which I'm writing screenplays and will produce movies, but haven't made any money off of that to to support myself. So it just may be. God's way of shooing me out the door of doing this. Know what I mean? But I'm open. I have no idea. Everybody has free will. The amount of support we get or don't get is not my business. So I'm just, right now it's okay. We've been getting some good donations and sales have gone up a little bit. And I think they will pick up once we get out of the summer. I hope you can find a way to support it through this recession, depression. Yeah, I don't know what we're going through. Also, some podcasters put part of their interviews behind a paywall. I know Crow does that. Well, they'll do half of the show and then the other half behind a paywall. Um, I'm not really good with this geeky stuff. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm I'm just not good at it. It just makes my head explode. And I would rather not do that if possible. It's just too, 
I don't know. It's just too, I, I don't want to have to have, have to pay to hear what we're doing. I mean, some people do it and they, they do fine. So I'm gonna, I'd like to do it without doing that and just, um, I'd feel much cleaner about it spiritually of not charging I'm not putting a, a price on what I do and do it because you find value in it. To me, that feels a lot, on a spiritual level, I just like that a lot better. So that's what we're trying to do. So if you find value with what you hear me talk about and the guest, then I would encourage you to exchange some value. What is value these days? all energy if you don't have any extra value in the way of dollars you can pass on our links to people that's good talk about the show with others spread the word there you go that's value your energy or if your energy is in some dollars that you have extra you want to throw away that's energy it's all just value for value V for V So that's where we're at. Well, I'm actually kind of getting hungry and after four days of, of puking and, and diarrhea, I'm feeling, I really am, I'm feeling, I'm feeling clearer than I have in time of my life. Isn't that weird? No, it's not. It's just what detoxing is about. You see, when we tox, when we, hello. I'll end with this. We build up, so we talked about karma, right? So we build up um, thoughts, ideas, feelings that are, they're okay, I mean, but they're not really serving us. In other words, these are thoughts, ideas, and feelings and images that we can, that are actually in our way in a bit of, of um, connecting more and more with our true self. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think so. That's pretty good. And these thoughts, ideas, and feelings and images are not physical and the body's not physical, right? The body's not physical. It's just feels physical, but it's not. Not. And then when we detox on the physical, like I just went through, it was a controlled thing. I didn't consciously bring it on, like I talked about this show, with throwing up and diarrhea or whatever, all of this uh, non-physical, physical things that accumulate in your colon, in your body, in your blood, your fat, um, leaves. And they all leave together. So when you understand how it all leaves together, thoughts, feelings, ideas, 
damaged tissue in the heart, the body. Then you have more clarity of purpose, of truth. Because you just do. I mean, that's part of the deal. Okay, Anna Bergstrom on 10 o'clock. Um, Matthew Eretz, we're going to be talking about the bricks at uh, 1 o'clock. A fellow, um, his name is escaping me at the moment. Not my consciousness, but he's really cool. Uh, on real estate, give you some ideas on how you could possibly start to make some money during all this weird financial stuff going on. You know, this is the this is the time if you got a little bit of scratch or a little bit of uh, dollars that you can make some money. When everybody else is not making it. That's what the rich people do. So we're gonna talk to him about that and then And then Fred Dashevsky, The Real World of Money, speaking of money, on Wednesday, the first Wednesday of the month. All right, so I love you all very much. Thank you for your support. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks to Hannah for coming by. She had some personal things she needed to do. So we'll see you Monday with Adam Bergstrom. Let me know if I can help. I'm, uh, you know, I'm in the country, but I don't get far away from the computer, uh, working on my writing projects and, and other stuff. And so just email me if I can help with anything. Patrick at one radio network dot com. For your video folks on Bayute, please um. Subscribe to our channel. Tell other folks about it. Hit the little bell thing and we'll alert you when we put a new show up, which is pretty much every day. And then underneath the video that you're watching right now, you'll see three links. One is to our donation tab if you'd like to send us a one-off deal one time or a monthly thing. Second one is the store. We have some of the best products ever that if you need something, maybe you'll find something there that, that you like. We make a little commission off of that. And then the website itself, oneradionetwork.com. Don't, don't pass that by because we have 15 years. Hello. 15 years of some really remarkable guests. And we have a search function there on oneradionetwork.com that you can um, use, put in a particular area of interest, a thyroid, detox, um, spiritual issue, whatever, or our guest, our guest. You'd be surprised how many people we've interviewed that, that you thought, boy, we, Patrick, she should get him on. So there you have it. 
See you on Monday. I love you all. Thank you. You're doing great. And uh, may the blessings be. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.